Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Assistant Professor of Humanities Orlando Woods from SMU's School of Social Sciences has a keen research interest in areas including religion, cities and urban landscapes, digital technologies, space and social and cultural geography. He has published a research paper on the role of Christianity in migrant integration in Singapore. He has also received a grant from the Singapore Ministry of Education to conduct further research on this subject. Titled New Religious Pluralism in Singapore, Migration, Integration and Difference, the study seeks to better understand new types of socio-cultural diversity in Singapore. In this podcast, Assistant Professor Orlando Woods discusses the role of whether religion enables or disenables migrant integration into Singapore. Professor, why did you do research on the role of religion on migrant integration in Singapore? Okay, in Singapore, we're seeing um, a decline in the population, a natural decline in the Singaporean population. And in order to um, manage that decline, there is a growing dependence on migrants to fill various uh, skills gaps in the country. Um, And so with this growing influx of migrants, we're seeing much greater complexity within um, the residents' population here. Um, And although there is a strong degree of alignment between the pre-existing racial and religious groups that we have here in Singapore, so typically CMIO, Chinese, Malay, Indian and others, um, there is these new migrants are creating greater diversity within those categories. So we're seeing diversity within the category of Chinese, within the category of Malay, Indian and so on and so forth. So with that basic understanding of what's happening in Singapore, um, what we're seeing is that religious organisations can play, can potentially play an important role in managing this complexity. So bringing people together that are different in various ways and building communities, religious-based communities around that. Um, So with that in mind, we thought it would be interesting to study the the extent to which religious groups are actually doing that or not. What were your key findings? Well, um, maybe I should just explain. We have already completed one project, uh, which was focused specifically on Christian groups in Singapore. Um, we are we have just started on a second project, a follow up project, which is expanding the scope to look at um, other religious groups as well. So Buddhist, Hindu, um, Muslim, Sikh, as well as people that do not have any religion. Um, So the key findings from the first project, which was focusing specifically on Christianity, um, I think the the sort of the headline finding was that um, integration within churches, within congregations, is not necessarily something that churches um, work towards. It's not something that they try... Um, and develop um, themselves. In many respects, uh, integration is not a consideration for these churches, which is, it seems to us, like an opportunity missed because they tend to have very multi-ethnic, multinational, um, multilinguistic people within their congregations. Um, And so there is a potential there. Um, 
More specifically, beyond that, we we found that churches also reproduce spatial divisions within their congregations. So what we mean by that is that they actually segregate the people within that go to these churches um, into different rooms, into different times of service. Um, And so by doing that, they actually reproduce differences between these groups of people um, inside the church. So I guess uh, just to summarize all of that, um, they... They actually, they actively do not promote integration between different groups. And in some cases, they actually actively promote disintegration. What is bordering of identity? And how does this help us understand the divisions that emerge between and within migrant and non-migrant communities? What impact does it have on society? Uh, Well, the bordering of identity is essentially a concept that we developed uh, in response to the findings from the first research project. Um, And as a concept, it's essentially a process of how these differences are reproduced within church spaces. Um, So as a process, it starts off, um, how we sort of conceptualise it, is that the bordering of identity starts off as an attitude, and then it manifests as a behaviour, and then it becomes uh, more concrete through specific processes of bordering and barriers, and so on and so forth. So let me just explain what I mean by that. Um, When I say it starts off as an attitude, this is when people who are different from other may have preconceived Um, ideas of what other people are like, so stereotypes, for example, certain prejudices about other people, then these attitudes, they manifest as behaviours. So, for example, in a church, I may want to sit with people who are similar to myself. I may not want to sit with people from another country. So that attitude is being manifest as a certain behaviour. Then over time, what we're seeing is that in churches in particular, this becomes actually, these these behaviours and these differences become actually bordered. And so what you may see is certain subsets of a congregation worshipping in a distinct room at a distinct time. And so the differences become bordered and, and, and they become more concrete in that sense. Um, what this means, the importance of this, is that essentially through these practices of bordering identity, we, be, we become more different from one another Um, not necessarily more similar. So the differences are not overcome, they're actually enforced. What is religious pluralism? And is this different from new religious pluralism? Yeah, so religious pluralism is commonly understood as the differences, managing the differences that occur between religious groups. So um, in a given country or in a given territory where you have a situation of religious pluralism, it means you have more than one religious group. So, for example, in Singapore, we live in a pluralistic religious marketplace, right? We have um, significant Uh, numbers of Christians, of Muslims, of Buddhists, Taoists and Hindus, as well as other smaller religious groups as well, such as Sikhs. Um, So, and a lot of the the ways in which that diversity is managed in Singapore is based on managing the differences between those religious groups. And so it's about managing that religious pluralism, managing the differences that exist between religious groups so that we live harmoniously together. However, 
um, how new religious pluralisms is different from this um, is because of the influx of, of these migrants who are sitting within these pre-existing categories of racial and religious difference, but they are creating greater diversity within these religious categories. And so, for example, in the Christian community, we're seeing a much greater diversity of people within that community. Um, and so our argument is that we no longer just need to manage the differences between religious groups, but also the differences that are existing within religious groups as well. And so that is new religious pluralisms. It's the pluralisms within groups. And essentially, we need new models to manage um, that religious and social and ethnic diversity within different religious groups. Do you think digital media plays an important role in the community building process? Um, yes and no. Um, digital media, obviously, is hugely empowering because it can um, enable community formation and the strengthening of communities. Um, and I think it's particularly important for migrants because it's a very easy um, way through by which they can remain connected to their home communities. Um, and so it does play a very important role in the building of communities. Um, however, the, the question remains is that it's all about building the right kind of communities. And um, again, from the first project, what we saw is that um, these differences that are, are reproduced in sort of the physical world, in the real world, you could say, are also being reproduced in the virtual uh, you know, communities that, that people are participating in. Um, and so um, I guess the question for us is how are these virtual communities, these digital, digitally based communities, how do they translate into the real world? How do they reproduce the differences that are occurring within the real world? Um, and how can they be used to create uh, more inclusive communities online, which can then make an impact um, in the real world? Thank you, Professor. You're very welcome.